Not only do I turn looks, I turn bottoms into tops. I might be a bear, but deep down I'm just a kitten. Hello, I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And And welcome welcome to the Real House Bears of Salt Lake City podcast. <laughs> I was trying to be like, like you know, baby New Year. I was that, trying to sound baby. I didn't work for you. It, it? it worked for me. It okay. me... <laughs> Again, I just never know what to... I certainly didn't expect that. I have to do it differently every single time. Well, I do expect that it's going to be different, but I sure didn't expect it. <laughs> it's, hard to do... it's hard to do a baby's voice. It is. Well, Happy New Year, baby Happy... New Year. Yes, it's a new year. It's 2021. 2020 Hallelujah. is in our past, but we're still seeing... And a lot of the effects left over from 2020, aka COVID. But I'm ready to move on. You know, vaccines are coming out. I'm going to continue to be safe. I'm going to continue to be responsible. And I'm going to continue to look forward. Not backwards. No, no. I look forward. Unless someone's following you, you got to look backwards. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I look forward to all the possibilities in 2021, provided that things go in a positive direction. I know. I mean, 2020 was like supposed to be a big year for me. I was had so many like events booked from all the way till March until quarantine happened. I was booked all the way until June of this year of that year, but everything halted as soon as quarantine happened. And so I'm really hopeful that at least by summer of 2021, events will start opening back up and I can yes. start performing again and modeling and doing all of my stuff. And, a BravoCon maybe? And maybe a BravoCon and maybe a tour for ourselves, for our podcast. Let's get those listeners so that we can make Let's that do this. Happen. Everyone share this podcast with your friends. Well, we can't have listeners if, if we don't have have a podcast episode so let's get into this week's episode <laughs> let's do this i also have a confession what's your confession this episode is called hot tub confession <laughs> is that a confession <laughs> yes. i don't feel like you really bared too much of your soul there <laughs> no 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 no. i won't do that on the podcast well i'm going to confess <laughs> something myself i'm real i miss mary Mary was not in this episode except for just a very clip in the beginning. Yeah. yeah I was kind of missing her, too, to be honest with you. Yeah, I miss Mary. Um, I I don't like, however, you know, last week we didn't see Mary either. Last week we got to see Mary at the beginning of the episode and then one more time where she's admonishing her son about staying out all night. And that's all we got last week. And then this week we literally get this one scene where she is again admonishing Robert Jr. about buying a Prada purse she says that girlfriend. she's like that purse is going to outlast your relationship. Right? <laughs> she's like, it's like, oh my, she doesn't have very much confidence in you. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's seventeen. She's completely well, of right. Course, yeah. She's like, um, is it? Why is this purse? The big deal is not that he bought her this purse, but it's on her credit card. And I'm like, well, where is he paying for a Prada purse? I don't think he ever was. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have a skincare line or a fashion line and, yet. That I not yet. <laughs> she's like, but again, she's. Last week, she just barely said a word about him staying out all night and contacting her. And then this week, she's just like, Robert, don't do that. And of course, he just has one thing to say. I'm sorry. And that's the only thing we hear from Robert Jr. Yeah, but I, I agree with Mary. You only, uh, She says you only buy him a purse like that if you're going to marry him. And maybe at 17, he thinks he is going to marry this girl. Well, everybody th- at that age, everybody thinks it's going to be their true love. But it's really probably mostly for bragging rights. You know, look at how much money I spent on this, how uh, much yeah, money I it's, got. It's easy for him to spend his mom's money. Yeah, especially if, she's not, if there's no repercussions from it. But you did mention... Uh, skincare line 
Yeah. Um, I did do some research on Jack and Henry's skincare line. It's not actually a skincare line. Yeah. It is like cologne. It's body wash. It's shampoo. And what they do is they donate a bottle of shampoo and body wash to the foster children whenever somebody buys something. Oh, that's wonderful. So that's the... That's nice. On um, Fresh Wolf, I think it is what they're... Thing is called. I have so it's a not lot. a skincare line. Okay. Well, I mean, gotcha. Yeah. Well, it, it's like washes and yeah. You yeah. Want... It's just like body wash and cologne and just like fancy things like that. Well, maybe Robert Jr. needs to take a hint. Well, we're <laughs> gonna have to get some of this uh, Fresh Wolf product and yeah. do a video with it. Yeah. Yeah. We would definitely will have to do that. I love that. Um. Next, we get to go to my favorite restaurant in all of Salt Lake City. Oh my gosh, he loves this restaurant so much. So Whitney and Justin are on a date at Whiskey Street. Now, if you've listened to the first seven episodes of our podcast, you know that I am a whiskey-slash-bourbon drinker. My favorite is Maker's Mark. I'm a Kentucky boy growing up. So Whiskey Street is the coolest restaurant. It has an entire wall. Like, the entire wall of the restaurant is covered in bottles of uh, shelves of whiskey like scotch whiskey irish whiskey of course american whiskeys and bourbons like and their food menu is delicious you make it to salt lake city i recommend going to whiskey street it's my favorite place they have the best deviled eggs oh yes they oh do. my gosh i crave their deviled eggs so i was much. i was going to actually say something about the deviled eggs but i'm like okay i'm talking about whiskey street too uh, much so okay. i'm glad that you did <laughs> Well, let's yeah, really talk good. about getting laid. Yes. that's all what's on Whitney's mind. I thought that it was really cute that Justin seemed a little bit surprised that she said that on camera. I'm sure she says stuff like that, but she, I, he's yeah, like, he, you said it on camera? He looked a little red in the face and stuff because she's yeah. talking about how she has different characters she brings out in the bedroom yes, and stuff. Well, that's hot. And we know all about that. But she said, when you say sexy character, she's like, you know, like the homely mom whose top is coming off. <laughs> I love it how she's like, oh no, my top is coming off. (laughs) (laughs) Homely does not equal sexy, in my opinion. But you know, this week we went back and listened to our very first episode, and it's really amazing how our opinions have changed on so much. And I still still have a huge regret. I took a really cheap shot at Justin because it was an easy joke to make. And now we just love him so much, and we still have so much more to say about him. So it's really funny to hear how much of our opinions have changed on everyone. Justin, I never said anything bad about you. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, it was just a cheap joke, I promise. All right. (laughs) I I think Justin will look good with um, a shaved head. He's hanging on to that hair. I mean, he still looks he great. Yeah, I don't think he needs it. He to... looks great, but I wonder what he looks like with a bald head. You know I love a guy with a bald head. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> cheers uh, to that. <laughs> cheers to that. Then we get to move on to Jen and Sharif. <laughs> Jen bringing Sharif Jr. into the... Uh, do you into, know the other it, little brother's name? Omar. Omar, Bring, Brings yes. him into Omar's room because he's sick. Because she was like... You're going to medical school, so yeah, you're come in going here and be a doctor. To, you're going to be a doctor <laughs> here. That's how it yeah, works. feel his forehead and tell me the exact temperature right <laughs> I now. I was like, hopefully she just means, can you tell if he is feverish? Not, can you touch his head and say, oh, that's 102. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't that be a goal, like a really good talent? <laughs> For sure. I love it that Jen's like, do you want mommy to crawl into bed with you and cuddle? And he's just like, no, ma'am. That would be me. Listen, when I'm sick... I don't want you to. I, I want to be. I want to sleep, 
And then when I'm awake, I want you hand on. I want you to wait on me hand and foot and take care of everything that I need. You are the most stubborn. But you have sick to agree person. that I am asleep almost the entire time. You are, but you won't eat anything, and that's what you need. You need liquids <laughs> and stuff like that. I try to take care of you, but so you just I'm won't with let Omar. Me. I'm like Omar. I'm like mom. Don't cuddle me right now. But when I'm awake. Get me my crackers, get me my soda, get me everything else. I love Sharif. He's so charming in the back. Sharif Jr. He's just like giggling and stuff in the back. He's he's grown out to be a great kid, great looking kid, and he's going to medical school. That's awesome. Yeah, I like every minute I see him on screen. He seems really sweet and charming. Then we get to move over to Drether. <laughs> that, what... is, that is Dre and Heather from yes. Beauty Lab and Laser. Yeah, so if you've heard, uh, you know, I listened <laughs> to Jen Shaw, or not Jen Shaw, to Heather Gay's uh, podcast as well. And uh, her and her business owner, Dre, they call themselves Drether, which I think is really cute. This is their second location, right, that they're building? Well, I think they're, I don't know if they're going to have two locations or if they're just moving into a larger space. Mm, I don't know. That's, I, I think it might be their second spot. I guess what we I guess we should have done our homework before we recorded. Well, we, uh, we need to go to the we need to go to one before she's separated between two different shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we find out that the Beauty Lab and Laser is such a big deal to her because she's always wanted to be a contributor to society. She's always wanted to explore her hobbies. She's always wanted to, you know, be a boss ass bitch. And her husband was not really supportive of anything that she tried before because it wasn't making the money that it should. Yeah, because they had like limitless money is what she says. I was like, oh, I want limitless I want limitless money. money. Endless money. <laughs> ugh. I even put ugh, if only. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can accomplish anything, Heather. We believe in you. Well, Beauty Lab is her validation. She she's got it. And it. I, yeah, it looks like she's killing the game. Yeah, I'm very happy for her success. So a lot of like kind of shorter scenes, because even this Beauty Lab and Laser scene was pretty short. But then we start to really get into the meat of this episode. And we head up to Park City. Yes, at Meredith Marks Boutique, where Brooks calls right at the Talking beginning. Talking to McCrabby Pants McBrooks. That's like offensive. <laughs> you know, I think we've exhausted everything that there is to say about Brooks. But it really annoyed me. You know, we'll talk about Seth coming in in the call, but when Seth calls and his first words are, thanks for missing my show. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I know. We have really <laughs> exhausted all of that, but that was just another crappy Brooks moment. I'm feeling really uncomfortable. What I want to talk about is when they do the cutscene when they're talking to Jen on the phone, Stuart. Stuart! 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 Stuart feeding her a, a grape. grape at a time. That is savage. I love that. I love it so much. I love... Even Meredith comments on how cute their relationship is, and I think it's really cute, too. It looks like it's a little bit of, like, best friend, a little bit of employer-employee, a little bit of brother and sister, mother... Father and daughter, probably at times. Much, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, <so I> really <laughs> like. it seems like Stuart has a a very like calm head on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I, listen. I think he calms Jen down when he needs to. Hopefully, Jen's sharing her medication with him every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd oh, say that you Jen. would need that to put up with all the, to follow all the different ways that she goes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this scene between Seth and Meredith was beautiful to me. Like, Well, first, first I want to say, I feel like 
Meredith should have taken some responsibility for Seth not being there with so that Brooks wasn't just attacking the father. I felt like she kind of needed to stick up for Stuart. Stuart! I mean, not Stuart. <laughs> stick up for, for Seth. Seth, thank you. I agree. I I did write that down. Now, in the last few episodes, I feel like she did recognize her fault in this situation. But here in front of Seth, she's like, you need to apologize to him. And I'm like, no, Meredith, you need to apologize. You need to apologize together. Yeah, you guys need to do it together, <laughs> pretty much, because it, it, I felt like it was thrown all on Seth's shoulders when it wasn't yeah. thrown on Seth's but shoulders. Seth reminds her why he wasn't there. He doesn't take it. No, he's, he's like, like no. let me remind you why I wasn't here. And apparently... This was the biggest breakup that they've had. They've had previous breaks up, breakups prior to this, but they've always been like in contact with each other, talking to each other. This is the first time during a separation that they were not in contact with each other at all. So it looks like it did really good for their relationship because when Seth comes back, um, he just says... I, I don't want to live a life without you. I mean, I he made me cry. It. He said all the right things. He's like, if you're willing to put in the work, I'll put in 10 times more, more work to catch up on the work that you've already put in. That was nice that he acknowledged, like, you've been putting in the work, and I haven't. I get that. Yeah, and he that just was... wants her to give him a chance to catch up to her, like, growth emotionally. Yeah. Um, but he cannot stand being without her. And him saying that made me, like... It made me tear up. It made me tear up because did. it's so sad. You could tell he does not want to be away from his wife and it's and it, Meredith definitely realized you know this is not just affecting me it's affecting my children and this is the first time that I watched it affect our children yeah yeah well, you know after he said his thing I was like that was so sweet and at first when Meredith started responding I was like is she not being receptive to that it at scared first, me too it I was like what too. is she and I do have to admit the first time we watched this I didn't hear a word he said because I was so distracted by Meredith's face she's so beautiful and when he's saying all these wonderful things to her she just has this look Look on her face that's of peace and joy and she looks so gorgeous that the first time I watched it I just stared at her face and I was like oh what did I just miss <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I agree she is very she's a very stunning woman it was a the, and this was a really great moment and you know a lot of people like I saw that Giselle Bryant from uh, Potomac was talking during that Bravo chat room that she feels like Salt Lake City needs to get moving with their storylines and I agree with that I agree that they do need need to get moving with their storylines amongst each other because there's not a lot of drama between each other. It came really hard and fast with the whole Mary the stuff, but yeah. now it's kind of like panned out and my Mary's no longer there. <laughs> well, I just feel like current, like last episode and this episode has been going away from their group dynamic and their group drama and focusing on the individual ladies' stories. You know, we're learning about more about Seth and Meredith reconnecting. We're learning about Lisa and John's business. Yes. So instead of drama between them, which I feel We've been promised there's way more drama to come between them. This episode and last episode was more about just understanding more of the women's personal stories. Absolutely. Um, and and I, was, I also brought up um, towards the end of the show, you know, they, the husbands are here. This is, I haven't seen a show where the husbands are involved so much to, in, in, in the first season. You know? In the first season, the, for sure. Yeah, I mean, in later seasons, the husbands get more involved. But this first season, there's been multiple episodes where all the husbands are involved. Well, I really like all of the husbands in this cast, so I'm, oh, me too. I'm thrilled for it. Uh, Seth likes to call things 2.0. 
I like, noticed that. I noticed <laughs> he coined that. Mormon 2.0, and now he's coining the 2.0 version of their, their relationship. relationship yeah, <laughs> like, that's that was cute for a minute, Seth. Well, luckily we have heard. Um, on other shows and podcasts that Meredith and Seth are doing great today. They said that the show and COVID saved their marriage. So that is really good to hear. I'm excited about it. I don't ever want to hear about people breaking up and, and, you know, being miserable. That sucks. Right. And then we'll talk, we'll talk more about that coming up in the episode. Let's move on to now Lisa and John meeting for dinner. They are eating without their children, sitting down to eat without their children. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of this conversation has to do, are we neglecting our, children (laughs) and i'm like this is like the first time i've seen them sit down and eat at a dinner table with and they're not with their children (laughs) you know the last few episodes have really shown me i I know i just said boss ass bitch a second ago but lisa truly is a boss ass bitch a friend of mine you can't deny that she is shout out to my friend tyler he's like she's kind of like a miranda Priestley from um devil wears prada and i agree because lisa is probably the sharpest dressed like jen shaw is the most uh fun to look at the way she dresses but as far as classic lines and i talk about her and sexy i talk about her outfits a little bit later so lisa barlow i agree I, i i totally agree with that i think that she is killing the business game i think she's killing the look she's gorgeous and is always impeccably dressed. And she proves to us, she's like, listen, we know all of the restaurant owners and managers and bartenders <laughs> since we have a liquor company, so um, I can get a table anywhere. She does a lot of work of backdoor bragging. Uh, yeah, I mean, talk I, about I mean, I love her. I mean, I'm, it, I'm totally it. into it. I'm totally into it. I love her. Um, you know, again, we were after listening to the first episode, I was kind of on the fence with her, but I'm like, no, this, um, there, yeah, there's room to grow for everyone, but this bitch knows how to take business on <laughs> but she just doesn't know who's watching their kids right now well She's like, is Jack watching henry <laughs> <laughs> well luckily she has a husband who's filling in those blanks for her right? thank thankfully <laughs> yeah and so lisa starts bragging about sundance and john's like yeah sundance was great but that we don't... backdoor bragging again but she's like but we don't need any more than what we have yeah it gives john an opportunity to talk again about how they're taking on too much work and you know it's and they bring up so before it was like it's not aligned with what we're doing now it's it's got to fit into our portfolio yeah and lisa her face looked surprised when he said this i was like honey just last episode you guys talked about this <laughs> why are you surprised that he's saying this or maybe you just thought that you got away with it last she, time and he wasn't going to bring it back she up. gets very tense about taking time off work like even just a limit on how much to use your phone like even at 11 when he john says you know at 11 o'clock don't even don't be even on your phone and now we do have a, actually a little bit of evidence we've got something to tell you guys but we're not going to tell you probably until our next episode but we can confirm that lisa barlow does message people after 11 p.m. she is still <laughs> messaging people after 11 p.m so that john's little speech about you know maybe we shouldn't use our phone after 11 p.m did not quite work so stay tuned for hopefully next week when we can explain a little bit more about how we know why Lisa Barlow will message people (laughs) after 11 p.m. I wonder how well she sleeps at night because her mind has got to be racing constantly. Oh, never. Yeah, she probably doesn't sleep. (laughs) I like how she's like, I'm getting work done and I'm still engaging. I can listen to everyone talk and sing Britney Spears in my head and still hear what you guys are saying. And then she's like, what? Uh, The producers are (laughs) like, so how was dinner with John? And she's like, oh, oh, wait, hold up. Wait, what? (laughs) 
That was perfect. Was she reading emails in the middle of a confessional, I wonder? Yes, she was. That is Of course she was. Football. Uh, that is uh, but um, what what John during this conversation John says they both claim th- that work is put first even before their children. Yeah, he pulls out some really good points and some really good like And he claims that it's both of them doing this. It's yeah. not just her. He's not pointing fingers at her. So first he says maybe we're giving up our boys. And which I thought, okay, that's going to stop on her tracks. How can she argue with that? But instead, she's like, well, maybe we can work more, but include the boys in what we're doing. And you know what? They really do, because I found an Instagram page called Barlow Crew, and on the bio, it says, we bring our kids to work. Well, you know, there is value in teaching. Listen, you know, remember last, the very first episode, they had those motivational words above their bed. So there is value in getting these boys started and getting them ambitious about life in a career but I was impressed how quickly she was like we're not going to stop we're going to do more but in, but include the boys I just that's not really how you spend time with kids to make memories and stuff but I do appreciate her doing this yeah poor no. John and then he says okay well I'm missing my own time with the boys mm-hmm. and Liz I think it's very clear that Lisa loves her kids every time that we see her in a scene with her kids I feel like she shows them so much attention and she's excited to be around them and I see a lot of love there but I agree that you know she wants them to be successful but she's not really putting in that like mom time like to make memories like doing yeah. fun kid things not like business things you know yeah, but yeah. who knows what they really do on day to day basis well you know John's I don't know if it's now or if it's later when John's like Lisa thinks that spending time together is me driving her to the store to get a diet coke <laughs> while she works on her phone you know? <laughs> I love that you always have to have something with diet coke in every episode that she's please, in please 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 I support it 100%. Now, let's move on to Whitney and Justin. <laughs> it's alone but time it's not the like a, a happy Yeah, scene. no, they're on their way to sober living, so it's not like, woohoo. But yeah, apparently her dad is calling Whitney and is like freaking out because somebody is going to be moved in with him in the same room, and her dad is not having it. But I love how on the way there, Justin is kind of like clearing Whitney's head and kind of coaching her on the mm-hmm. bullet points and what's important to be yeah. said. I need that when I'm in a like an emotional state like that because I all of my emotions take over my judgment. Right. And well, and also think about the dad's side. Like it's really easy to jump on and be like, oh, he just wants to do drugs or he just wants to get out of there. Or, he just but think about how anxious he already is 24 hours a day. Think about um, how much, if I was going through detox or something like traumatic like that, something like, I didn't think I was going to have a roommate. Now I have a roommate. Now I have to deal with this around someone else 24 hours a day. I well, had, I had a little bit of, con- I know that he's trying to get out. I know that he's trying to cut corners. I know that he, on his sobriety, I get all that, but I also related to how he was feeling. I don't know a whole bunch about like sober living and, and like the sobriety process, but from other things like this, I think that them bringing in roommates is so you can kind of be a role model to that person or vice versa. For sure. Or also have some accountability. And, you know, having a friend that's going through the exact same stuff that you're going through, that's kind of why they put roommates together. Oh, no, I totally get it. I totally 100% understand it. I was just saying I also understand where he's coming from yeah. and the panic. That I'm not, I'm not justifying what he's saying and doing. 
living. I'm not saying he should be leaving sober living. And I agree with Whitney. He's not entitled. That's I love that word. Mm-hmm. He's not entitled to a single room. He's not entitled to all of these things. I agree wholeheartedly. But I'm just saying it's really easy to just jump on her dad and be like, well, meh, 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 meh. When, think about it. If you were on, in his shoes, how anxious you would probably feel about something like that. Oh, well, yeah. But you, I would also know that I would need to put in the work and show everybody, like, I can do this. And he... He left treatment early before and realized that he needed more help. But during that, those, what, two months or whatever that he was out of sober living, I don't know if he was working or doing anything in between that time. So once he gets into, like, the working, the stress of working and stuff... Uh, we talked about that last week. That. We yeah. talked about that. success is not guaranteed. No. Again, I'm not on his side as far as he's making the right decisions. I just have compassion and empathy for what he's going through. I also feel like Whitney's dad can rely on his daughter financially, so that's not easier for, for him to move on. Yeah, so Whitney and Justin and her dad, Steve. Well, let's first of all talk about how good Justin looks walking into the suburb. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because I don't want to put too it's much. It's really sweet because he's being comforting and encouraging to Whitney, but he also looks really good from behind. That's all I want to oh say. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> anyways, Whitney, Justin, her dad, Steve, sit down with Steve's therapist, and her dad is looking like Parappa the Rapper. Elsie El- is the counselor. Parappa, did you say? Parappa. The- have you ever heard of Parappa the Rapper? I have never heard that. It was a cartoon. It was like a cartoon video game where this guy like did a lot of beats and rapped and stuff. But he has a beanie on and it's not on all the way. And so that's that's what <laughs> that's her adorable. dad looks like so much. But and also he really just needs to change his style and dress more. Not his age, but more appropriate, I guess. He's not Colin Farrell in the early 2000s. I'm right. sorry, honey. I do feel like he was making a little bit of a passive-aggressive comment at the very beginning when um, Elsie is like, look, we're going to the family room. And I've he's like, been in oh, here. I finally get to use the family room because my family is here. And I was like... Like, they haven't been doing plenty. <laughs> it's probably been, what, two weeks? I know, right? Yeah. So they so they talk about Steve and his treatment. He basically refuses to have a roommate, of course. But it, it seems like they're not going to now, because he, he was talking in the past tense. So it seems like it's already fixed, and he's not even getting a roommate. Because everything he says, they were going to put a, somebody in my room. I don't well, think then it, it wouldn't be a problem in this. I know. I, don't, I was like, why are they... I think the I think big convers- it wrong. I think the big conversation is just really about him wanting to get out. Well, yeah, of course. Um, he he thinks that he could easily get his business back up and running and already be back on track, but only with his daughter's money and help, of course. Yeah. And uh, I hate to say it, but I think he's going to relapse because he is not ready to go back out into the world. I I could see it already. Well, um, according to. Whitney's current social media, she is unable to uh, locate him, and he is not. Yes, so she so. did a, a live Instagram video, and somebody asked her the question of, like, how are you and her dad? And she said, unfortunately, they have not been in contact. She doesn't know where he is. Um, so that's very upsetting. Yeah, yeah. So um, I like that Justin, whenever he talks, he is affirming Steve. Like, he's like, yes, I, I you, you know, he doesn't want to him to feel like he's being ganged up on. So Justin is like, yeah, Steve, I understand what you're saying. He, like, reiterates some of the things that he's saying and, like, so lets him know, like, you're not completely alone here. I'm a little bit... I'm on your side as far as I can be on your side. Yeah. I, well, you find out that Whitney said that her dad made a list 
of her life things that he has paid for all like everything you could think of to guilt her into pain for his rehab and that i hated hearing that that was so unlike it made my stomach drop that was disgusting yeah it was not here are all the things that i did for you as your dad because i cared for you and i could now pay me back yeah that's just it's disgusting and it's sad and you know what but Again, he is an addict. He's yeah, recovering. His mind is not right right now. For sure. For sure. Um, but Whitney is putting her foot down. She's like, you can't live with us. I'm not giving you my money. You should stay here. Come up with a plan. Start thi- start things rolling. And then when you get out, you'll already have income. You'll already have somewhere to go. So when Whitney is saying all this, Whitney is kind of saying, you know, I it's 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 hard for me to like take care of you. It's like a lot of stress on me. And that therapist says rescuing him. Did you see the daggers that her dad stared at the therapist no, for did, agreeing with Whitney? I did not catch that. Oh my gosh! If you go back and look at that one part, and and you know she's saying all Whitney's saying these things, and like I can't save you, and I can't do all this, blah blah blah. And the therapist says rescuing him, and he stares over at her. And he does not look away for a couple seconds, but he's like, it looks like he's going to murder her. <laughs> I'm very scared for that therapist. Has anybody heard yell that after they leave. After oh, as soon as they gone. leave. <laughs> I, I mean, because her dad's face during this entire thing was very uh, scary to me. I don't know why he just looked pissed the entire time. I just saw how anxious he was. I, he's anxious about this conversation. He's anxious to get out of sober living. He's probably anxious to, you know, <sighs> just I didn't like use this again. Scene. It, it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't comfortable at all. I'm glad Whitney was just being completely honest. Yeah. about everything. And you know, I agree with her. There's something about being required to do something versus doing something out of the goodness of your own heart. Mm-hmm. I will help someone I love any chance I can in any way that I can. But if they give you a list saying, well, you need to give me more because this is what I did for you last year. When it's expected. <laughs> yeah. When it's expected of me, that makes me not want to do it. You know, her dad says that nobody wants to be more self-reliant than himself. Well, I think he needs to show that he needs to get a job. He needs to start doing things on his own. Stop asking your daughter to make it happen. Well, I think he thought by saying that it would prove to her that he is willing and he's ready to go. And she's I like, no, Whitney's you gotta for stay it. here and do it. Mm, stay here mm, and do it. You're going to stay here while we take a commercial real quick. <laughs> stay right there. Yeah. We'll take a commercial and we'll be right back. Bye. And welcome back. Here we go with the ladies at the snowmobile shop. At the Lofty Peaks Adventures. So we're seeing some similar outfits from the last ski weekend, but on different people. This time, Jen Shaw is wearing Lisa Barlow's ski pants, but with a different top. But it's all Rosignol. R- <laughs> what is that? R- Rosignol. Oh, it's the, it's the Rosignol brand. There you go. And this time, Lisa is wearing the same outfit but this time it's in black and silver instead of white and silver and then with that cute little added rainbow vest add a little fun side of fashion 
I loved that. It looked so retro. And Lisa said they got her own snowmobile when she was four or five. Can you drive a snowmobile that young? Well, obviously they couldn't because they said they were driving all crazily. Oh, my gosh. That was insane. (laughs) But that was just another backdoor brag. I love Lisa. I love her so much. And then they have to drive 21 miles up the mountain to go snowmobiling. 21 miles? That's got to be so much fun, though. I love snowmobiling. Well, yeah, and especially with a fun group of people. And, like, right away, Jen Shaw is being the perfect housewife and is already being shady about Seth missing Brooks' fashion show, but coming to the snowmobiles with Meredith. And then she goes on to say that Meredith just keeps pretending to have a perfect marriage. You know, there is a lot of talk amongst the ladies this episode about Meredith and Seth's relationship, but if you've listened to any of her other interviews recently, she regrets not being more open about the relationship. I think she was a afraid to things wouldn't go the way she hoped and she didn't want to be embarrassed or maybe she's just learning to be a housewife and open up about everything going on but she's just leaving everyone open to just you know guess and talk about what's going on yeah her not sharing anything you could see right here everyone's making up their own stories about it but you know meredith does not pretend she has a perfect life i just think she compartmentalizes everything too much yeah i relate she doesn't she's not she's not open about a lot of things yet i think um if there's a next season which i hope there is i think we'll see meredith be a lot more open after just what i've heard in a lot of her interviews and stuff lately So everyone is in couples except for Heather Gay. And when they start off, did you notice that all of the men are driving except Lisa? (laughs) I didn't notice that, but I did know Lisa was driving. I do see they all took turns at one point. Yeah, they do. But you see see that she started at the the hands at the helm. That is so telling. That is so telling. (laughs) And And then Whitney and Justin tip over. Yeah, and Lisa turns around to her husband and it's like, it's too hard with the weight on the back. And you know what's funny about that is, so, you know, we just got married. We just went to Cabo San Lucas, and we went jet skiing, and we did a two-man jet ski. Well, apparently, just like snowmobiling, having two people on a jet ski or a snowmobile is really hard to stay upright. We tipped over so many times. Especially a big old bear. And I that. turned around at you at one point, and I was like, it's too hard with the weight on the back. <laughs> well, maybe you just need to be a single cool rider, Heather I want to be a cool rider. But when I did kick you off the jet ski and I went off by myself. Do you know what song I was singing? What? My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Do you know that song? Yeah, I did know that <laughs> And then you had a team of ski jets following you behind. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Listen, Heather Gay singing Cool Rider is my favorite moment maybe in Housewives history. Grease 2 is one of my favorite movies, is one of my top probably three favorite movies ever. I've sang Cool Rider at the top of a ladder many a times in my life. So just another moment when Heather Gay is my spirit animal. Let's go have some meatballs and sing <laughs> Grease 2, sister. <laughs> and then get some Botox. Yes. <laughs> I do like that this is the one episode when they're not t- showing Heather Gay constantly talking about being divorced, constantly talking about mm-hmm. her past, and she's just having fun. I mean, edited that way. I'm not assume- saying that she does that all season long, but they yeah. edit that in a lot. And so it's nice that they've just kind of left that out, and we get to enjoy her snowmobiling and just having a really good time. Well, now they all stop snowbe- snowmobiling to go sit by the fire in the snow. Yes, it's it's really sweet to see Meredith and Seth kind of rekindling their romance, even though everyone's very suspicious of it. 
I know. Well, I, I love seeing all the ladies and the husbands hanging around the fire and seeing Sharif talk about Jen Shaw. I love seeing them both together. Well, Lisa comments that she loves seeing the Shahs together. I love that. I love that. <laughs> he is more talkative than Jen, Sharif is. And it's so funny to see this. Be, like, you could see Jen is very quiet yes. around him, surprisingly. She's very low She's key very centered. Mm-hmm. It makes her calm and, like, peaceful. And But it was really fun to hear, you know, Sharif talk about her and when he says the one thing that drew to me drew her to me first was how sweet she was and the the needle skips (laughs) well before that it was really sweet because he said he had never seen anyone that pretty in his entire life I know, that's so that was, sweet. I say that about you all the time. I know. I say that about you all the time. So that was really sweet when he said that. And then when he asked her out, she said, yes, but you got to bring all my cousins with us. She's like, he's like, are you hungry? And she's like, yes, we are. <laughs> and then they went on a group date. They went dancing. And he was like, ooh, I got to, like, put the books between us. I can't dance too close. So her family I, The whole family was probably just staring at him, watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he had to t- they went out to dinner, and he had to take the whole crew to dinner, too. And Jim was like, that was the test. <laughs> I love that. What a what a upstanding guy to be able to handle all that right. pressure. And and that was so long ago. He was even in college. Who knows that he even had the money for that back at the time? They met when they were in college. Oh my gosh, so, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I like when Lisa Barlow describes Sharif and Jen Shaw. He says he's smooth, and she's like, "Wow, yeah." <laughs> But it works. It works. I thought, I thought, wow, was a really great description and, for her. And also, Lisa was asking Sharif, she's like, are we killing your mojo? Because we find out that he's only home for like one day. And he says a very bare thing. And he just says, no, don't worry. That's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, back to uh, when you said that Sharif loved how sweet Jen Shaw was. I love that then the editors put in a whole montage <laughs> of Jen being horrible. Yeah, all the all the, <laughs> all the cut clips to Jen freaking out. And there was a lot of them already. <laughs> yeah. But that was a really nice scene, um, everyone. I like that also Heather Gay was in between Jen Shaw and Sharif. Mm-hmm. That way she gets like attention from her friends on both sides, you know? Uh, yeah, I and you could see like Sharif grabs her at one point. Yeah. Is like, is, is, he's very playful with them. I, I just really loved this scene. It was a very wholesome, fun moment. Yeah, and then to finish up the scene, Whitney pulls Heather aside, and she's like, tells what Jen has been saying about Meredith and Seth, and Heather is not interested. Uh Uh-uh, well, Heather even, like, brings up that, like, the night before, like, the dinner before, that Jen showed her pics of Meredith with another man. Yeah. So I mean, she's like, I'm not. Don't well, ask, don't tell. Yeah. Heather just says, don't ask, don't oh, well, I'm not asking Meredith. So yes. I'm not, I'm not about to dip in that. <laughs> Seriously. I do agree again that we've had a bit of a lull in the storyline progression, but I think it's clear that Meredith's stuff, Meredith and Seth's storyline is heating up. And there's mm-hmm. a lot more to come as far as how much everyone's talking. There's way more drama to come. Well, before we leave the mountain, did you see Whitney's beanie? It had a tiny rose on it. Oh, that's sweet. Whitney Rose. That's I thought that was sweet. so adorable. I do like that. I, I, actually, I think you did point out to me when we were watching. That's cute. <laughs> Let's move on to Jen's chalet. Yeah, Shaw Chalet. Heather and Whitney can't come. They have prior engagements. Uh, but the group is showing up. I love Meredith's lavender pants. They were so, I feel like they were out of season. I would only wear those in the spring or summer, but I thought they were beautiful and it's not a color that we normally see. Hmm, I, I didn't even notice. Yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> I just noticed all the food and snacks to eat. <laughs> Did you notice that it looks like Lisa is actually dressed in like sweatpants? 
Really? Like she's dressed. I, I'm not. So, it's not going to be that casual. Like sweatpants. What means me and you? But Lisa was dressed very casually, and we haven't seen that all season. They're probably Gucci or probably or probably. Brooks Marks. I'm um, Sharif is a great host. He offers beverages and says, "Like, listen, I'm not Mormon. I'm not Muslim. Give me a liquor drink." Yeah, I need that liquor. And then the gentlemen go through and compare Mormons versus Muslims. But you know, I felt, and we talked about this several weeks ago, all the things they brought up are brought up in a lot of religions. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't have sex yeah. before marriage. You can say that with Christianity. You can say that with Muslim. You can mm-hmm. say that with Mormon. You can say it with all of them. So I, I feel like, you know, kind of... But Muslims and Mormons can have multiple wives. Yes, and Sharif <laughs> has 45 of them because one Jen Shaw <laughs> equals 45 wives. I loved how Jen Shaw and the ladies are in their completely different area of the room and they're having conversations, but... Jen hears that Sharif was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we could do that. She's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. no, sir. I, I meant to Google. I, I did not realize that polygamy was still permissible in the Muslim religion. I had, or I didn't even know that it ever was. To be honest with you. I honestly don't know anything about the Muslim religion. So I hope we find out more through this because it's very interesting. And another place where I really relate to Lisa Barlow is she brings up again the difference between the culture of the church and what's actually in the scripture. And I feel like all of us can really um, take a lesson from that. Maybe Lisa is really running with it. You know, I don't know. Um, Jen calls it the Lisa Barlow Church. But I agree. God doesn't care that Lisa has a tequila company. No. So um, I, I... I, I'm not. A lot of people are freaking out about it and f- feel like she's being hypocritical. But I support it. I think, again, I said that several weeks ago. The only thing that God really cares about is how you treat other people. Well, if she was, Seth says, if she was a Jew or if she was Jewish, they would praise you up and lift you up in a chair. But <laughs> what? <laughs> and then it's time for the girls and the guys to split. And it uh-huh. looks like this was not planned because Lisa Barlow was like, you want me to put on a bathing suit after I've eaten? <laughs> Honey, you weigh 25 pounds. I know, she looks okay. fantastic. You're so beautiful and so tiny. You can put on a bathing suit after eating a whole burger and fries this time. Uh, yeah, so the, the men have to stay upstairs to play shuffleboard. Did you notice, though, that there is no camera showing them any of those women in their bathing suit out of the hot tub. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, they're already She's like, you're not going to show me in my bathing suit, and then they're in the hot tub. (laughs) (laughs) I would be upset if I was one of the husbands there, and I had to go play shuffleboard instead of sit in the hot tub with the ladies. I want to sit in the hot tub. I'd be like, Sharif, don't you have two hot tubs? Yeah, I'd be like, Sharif, you guys Look how big this house is. Certainly got another... Maybe you at least have a garden tub. I bet. (laughs) I mean, I bet Sharif looks amazing without his shirt on oh well i've seen you've seen pictures of seth uh, his shirt on haven't you yeah seth looks uh, great like, good job all, seth. all those men are great looking all those men have great bodies where's all justin yeah why wasn't we need justin there <laughs> <laughs> shreef and jen at the same time in their prospective groups are talking about the problem with their travel not coinciding this was really interesting to see because you don't really generally get to see two sides of a conversation going on between two different people about about the same thing thing. so you got to see the side with jens and then you got to see the side with sharif and i really related to both of them because last year before travel stopped you and i were really and doing a lot of traveling and we were like uh, ships passing by night yeah we we rarely got to see each other and i agree i felt 
with I saw both of these sides of the story because I was like, you know, I'm home on the weekends, so don't book things on the weekends. And you were like, you know, that all of my work is on the weekends. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I have work. to do. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm both. I mean, we're Jen and Sharif right there. I was thinking that that exact same thing yeah. too. And I was also Seth also brings up, you know, how they've been apart now that they've come back together. It's like they're meeting for the first time again and it's hot and heavy and it's that's it's passionate and stuff and that's i 100 percent agree with that the very small moments that we got to spend we were all over each other that's and we could sure. we hated being away from each other that's for sure now lisa and john have the opposite problem like they're never apart yeah <laughs> maybe could do with some time a, a day a day <laughs> apart you know <laughs> and this is where he says the Diet Coke line. He's like, she has me drive her to get a Diet Coke so that she can work, and it makes her feel like we're together. <laughs> and then, But Lisa says that it's John's job to take care of her emotionally and totally. Amen, sister. That is what I'm all about. <laughs> so she just gets to work 24-7, but when she's like ready to have a breakdown, John's need to be there to pick her up. Pretty much, yeah. okay. like at any like any time I'm having a breakdown or emotional like crisis, you have to take care of it of right course. then. Of course, of course, <laughs> and vice versa. I think that's being in a relationship. Uh, but hopefully, Lisa is tending to John's emotional needs. Yeah, right. uh, John tells the men that about them setting goals and how great it's been to set goals, but how difficult it has been for them to set goals together. Talking about goals, me and you have started talking about goals at the end of the day. Thank Lisa you, Lisa Barlow. Barlow. Seriously, no <laughs> lie. I'm not kidding you, Lisa Barlow. We now say, what's our what's your goal for the day? It started off as kind of like a joke, but then we like actually answered it, and now we kind of do it all the time, and it's yes. a lot of fun, and yeah. it like, helps you like direct yourself. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe sitting in a home and talking about your family goals is a family fun night. <laughs> Last week, I was like, that's not fun, but now we're doing it. <laughs> now we're doing it like... Like, almost every night, we've said it to each other. <laughs> Lisa Barlow, changing the world, two homos at a time. <laughs> so, um, uh, beyond Lisa and John, we're back to Sharif talking about him and Jen and how Jen is very reactionary, reactionary and says things just for shock value. Um, so when he said that, I was like, okay, so maybe she's not always quiet around him. Maybe she's not always respectful around mm -hmm. him. Maybe she talks to him the same way that she talks to some of the other ladies. Well, especially times. when she has a breakdown and flips out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Coach says you got to fight for your marriage. 100% you do. I mean, I... Well, it shouldn't have to be a fight right, for right. your marriage, but you it takes energy, it takes work, yes, it takes commitment. Especially when times are tough. Mm -hmm. You know, it can, we have a pretty easy relationship, and we're really lucky about that. But we've been through some tough times, and that's why we've been together for so long that we've worked We grew through, through all those things. Yes, yeah, for sure. Seth is growing from being with an alpha entrepreneurial woman. Now, I liked he, how he said that. I did, that's I like 100% true. Well, exactly. They're all business. I mean, Lisa... Jen, Meredith, Whitney, Lisa, for all sure. owning their Man. own businesses. Mary leading a church. You kind of forget about Mary this episode. I, I know. And even in one spot in my conversations, I said, where's Mary? <laughs> she literally only got that one scene. The yeah. And then last week, like I said, I think she got like five or ten minutes total. It's Mary, you okay, girl? Well, next week, <laughs> uh, scenes for next week, she comes back and um, rightfully so upset that she's not invited to anything. <laughs> Ugh, well. But you can really see that Seth and Meredith are feeling the love again. That's really sweet. And then Lisa prods, would you die if he was with somebody else? 
I don't, well, she, of course, gives that kind of blase kind of response, you know, like, yeah, it would, but, you know, not really. Yeah. So that kind of makes me worried that she, this rumor that she was with another man is true because she's doubt. already with somebody else and she doesn't really care because she's not alone. I wouldn't doubt that, but I also feel like she's just not ready to spill the tea because she's feeling, she's not feeling secure about their future. Yeah. She doesn't want to say, oh, Seth and I are great. We've decided to rekindle our relationship and make it work. And then what if it doesn't again in two weeks? Mm-hmm. So I relate to Meredith. I'm kind of that way. I wonder if Meredith's also a Scorpio. I gotta find out when her birthday is. But again, she's got to put her both feet in the water. Yeah. Well, it's it's really been to her detriment this whole season and not being more forthright with the ladies about what's going on. Because again, if you give someone room to talk, they're going to talk. Yeah, 100%. And like a Meredith assures the ladies that their relationship is moving forward and they're happy. And Jen Shaw is not having it. She's yeah. like, I opened up because I want her to spill the tea. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wrote the same thing. I said, Jen isn't buying much of anything she says. No. But that's what makes Jen Shaw a great housewife. I mean, she's just killing it as a housewife. She has given us everything that we need from a Housewife series. Yeah, so I agree with the fan base that a lot of momentum isn't happening right now with as far as drama and tension and storylines are concerned. But we had a, you know, a really hard and fast start to the season, and now we're just getting to know the ladies and their own personal dramas in their own circles. which And their husbands. Yeah, and getting to know them. So I think it's quite valuable, and it looks like next week we'll start, we'll get back into hurting people's feelings oh and making feel people bad about themselves. The and next episode else. looks intense. Yes, and if it has the one where they're in the ba- in the salt bathtubs. I'm it, not looking forward to that episode. In the natural hot springs? Yes, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you do not like natural hot springs unless it's like at a resort so it doesn't stink and it doesn't Well, those bathtubs look pl- nice. I would do that. They do, but it's out like it's out in the but world. But it's not green. <laughs> it's not sewage water in your terms. Right. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for being with us this week again. Please don't forget to join us on all the social media platforms forums on twitter we are house bears of slc on instagram and facebook we are the real house bears of slc and you can email us at the real house bears of slc at gmail.com and you could also find us on youtube you could go see some of the videos and also listen to our podcast that we were on please click and subscribe and also hit the little bell to get notified <laughs> and if you are on itunes podcast please give us a listen on there and please leave us a five star and a little review we really rely on those reviews and it'd be much appreciative and also it's a new year baby i know it's cliche to start new goals and change your life but it's never too late to start something new so go out there and make some goals and make this year happen. Thanks so much everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.